The unwritten rules of Facebook. It cut all of our ad costs by over 70%. How do you want to be able to take in all of this data that's around us? Some of these campaigns have done up to $20 million in sales. I think this is going to be the future for the next 10 years. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss, Heather Havenwood. Look, our whole world revolves around our iPhone, iPad, Droid. You know they say we look at our phones on average 150 times a day? And if you're a small business and want to actually grow, you need to reach people where they're looking at and listening the most, their smartphones. See, marketing via text messaging is a great way to start, and it's super easy. Just text the word START to 72000 to learn more about my friends at Mobit. They're marketing experts, and they will show you how to use text messaging for your business and to get more leads and convert them amazingly. Again, text the word START to 72000. Again, that's text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 72000. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. And welcome, Red and Gay Nation, all the great places that I am at all over the different internet spaces. I just want to point out again, everyone, why, why are you listening to The Win? You're listening to me because I bring some bad A mofos to you. I've been in the entrepreneur space for 15 years. And along the way, I've met some cool guys and girls. And so today is one of those people, those peeps. Paul, are you with us? I, I am um, I'm a great A mofo. Wow. Uh, you thank are. you, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah, you totally are. I mean, let's see. I don't even know when we met. It's been a while. Paul. Oh, it's Paul. back in the day. It is back were, in the day. You we, were like four, I think. Right. Well, big seminar. Big yeah. seminar. 2003 or four. At there we least. go. So it's been a while. This is Paul Culligan. We're, we're talking to him and he is a podcast mofo. I would say you're the the grandfather. Can I call you that? The grandfather. Oh, gosh. It's um, a bad word. No, no, no. It's, you know, you know, I once heard it said one step ahead, you're a visionary. Mm. Two steps ahead, you're a martyr. I was, thanks. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. Um, I was about four steps ahead. I've actually been podcasting for over a decade now. And it really has only gotten cool like the last couple of years. So, mm. you know, depending on how you look at it, I either bring a wealth of knowledge, a decade of experience, or I'm just an old fuddy-duddy. You know, it's 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 kind of the desire. I'm trying to go with the experience. I've, I've seen a lot of things and done a lot of things, and that's been fun. But it's about time that it's been getting its uh, just desserts, if you will. I agree. I remember when you came out with your first book uh, with co-author of Alex Mendozian. And I remember, I mean, I remember that launch. I was there. Yep. I was yep. actually there. I think you were working with Alex. I can't remember yep. how it all went down back then, 2003, three, four. Yeah, here's the funny thing, Heather. This book. Yeah. Before the iPhone. <laughs> That's true. Yes. That's true because Alex was doing the MP3 thing for Incitel. Yes. Yes. So every month wow. I get at least one email from somebody who says, hey, Paul, read your book, loved it. I want to do it. But you don't mention the iPhone. How come? Because it wasn't invented. Yeah. yeah no, it's cool. It's cool. I, I mean, if you think about it, if you think about a technology platform wow. where a book was written over a decade ago that is still relevant today. I mean, that's amazing. And I purposely, when we did the book, one of the things Alex and I did purposely was we knew the screenshots were going to change. We knew the, the software programs were going to change. We knew a bunch of things were going to change. What we wanted to focus on was what to do with all that stuff. But we knew that like, if we put a screenshot in there, the day the book comes out, bam, there'd be a new screenshot. Yeah. Somebody would complain the book was old. 
So we purposely did the book with no screenshots and just theory and implementation and, and practical advice. And as a result, you know, a decade later, people go, hey, everything's great except for the, uh, the iPhone part. And it's funny because every case study in the book, mm -hmm. you know, they've all gone in different directions. Nobody ever mentions that. So I don't know how deep they went. But yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's been going for a year. And it's, it's cool to think that something I wrote a decade ago still is valid. There's just new points. And so some have suggested, the book is called The Business Podcasting Bible. Someone suggested that I should do the business podcasting Bible New Testament or something like that to kind of <laughs> New Testament. Old yes, Testament. exactly. Book, book two or something like that. You know, but the medium hasn't changed. What I mean by that is, and this is, you know, what y'all talk about, which is the medium such that it's an auditory medium, right? Now, the structure has changed on how we listen to it, meaning the software, the iTunes or the Droid or whatever. But the concept of taking media with us and listening to it outside of just a TV screen, I think is what I knew that was the big thing with Alex was talking about back then. I know you talk about too, the, the medium, the, the context of the medium yep. really hasn't changed. What they do with it is, of course, altered. Yep. You know? So, all right, let's get into this. So we're going to talk about some cool stuff today. So listen up, take notes, everyone, because I could be on this podcast forever with Paul. He's really awesome. You go check him out at paulcolligan.com. That's C-O-L-L-I-G-A-N.com. And also check them out on uh, Twitter and Facebook. So, all right, Paul, let's dive in. You came out with a new book. Now, I'm going to let you talk about the new book because I'm going to ask you all kinds of cool questions. But when you and I were talking beforehand, when I was like, hey, I want to interview you, you said something that has not left my little brain. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have not left my brain for weeks. And uh -oh. that is this. You said your strategies, your strategy on getting books out with Amazon, which I found fascinating. I'm going to let you share with it, but I, I really think this is the best way entrepreneurs should, should do books. Can you share that about how you put up there in the timeline and it makes you do it by that time? That thing? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Th yeah. That point. Yeah. 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 There's several strategies. I'm trying to remember which one we had chatted that about. One specifically. Now, if you want to add to that, feel free. But that was the one that I was like, that's so awesome. I should do that. So, so here's the thing. As, as entrepreneurs, you know, we wake up every morning with 800 opportunities. And uh, by the time breakfast is done, it's down to about 400. And maybe by the first cup of post-breakfast coffee, we're at 200. But we still have a lot more. And what you have to do is you have to commit to things. So when you, you know, come to an event or when you promise 20 episodes of a podcast or when you do, when you commit to something, then it starts to get to work. Nothing says, you know, you got to get your slides done, like knowing that there's going to be 250 people to see what, what's on your slides, you know. Mm -hmm. So Amazon announced about... It's about two years ago, a pre-sell program for Kindle, where you basically could give them the cover of your book. You could give them a couple of paragraphs. And I'll tell you, they're, they're really light on what's in those paragraphs. And the book goes up for pre-sale. And you can sell it up to three months in advance. And if you get it in before the date it's due, you can either wait until the pre-sale, you know, the launch day, or you can speed it up if you want. Or if you're like every other entrepreneur on the planet and you get it in the very last minute with a two-minute deadline, you know, you're, you're good to go and it goes live. But here's the interesting thing. If you don't deliver it, they take away that right for a year. And God. as a result, you know, plus, I mean, there's nothing, of course, like it's always fun to have people um, buy your book ahead of time before it's even written. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's really cool to get you to see your pre-sales. And of course, all those go away as well if you don't deliver. And so, you know, I mean, there's nothing like Am an Amazon deadline over your, you know, shoulder to make these things happen. And three months is more than enough to get a book out the door. 
Um, I think I completely agree. But I yeah. love the fact that it's like there's this ticking time bomb that yep. if you don't get it, Amazon yep. takes away your right. Like yeah, for a whole year, you know. Yeah. And and of course, and of course, once you have more than one book, I mean, I've I've got twelve Amazon bestsellers now, and so. You know, if you're doing your first one, Amazon taking it away, that almost feels like a slap. But of course, you know, if they take it away this time, like what else goes away? Like, do I still get my rankings? Do I still get, oh. you know, so at this point I'm I'm beholden to Amazon and and, and I, I love Amazon and I, you know, I appreciate them. But yeah, it's, it's a neat little relationship. And I've got friends with a bunch of authors, some, you know, professionally produced, others, you know, do it themselves. Professionally produced isn't the right word, though. The word I'm looking for is, you know, a traditional contract. You know, I've got one. One buddy mining multi-million dollar every time he produces a book. And and yep, you know, definitely he has to get it in on time as well. But it's yeah, it's just neat. It just it just makes things happen. It's just very, very cool. Now, what's interesting about this, guys, is that when he was sharing this with me a couple of weeks ago, he then was showing me the book, the pre-launch on Amazon. I was checking it out. And then I was noticing like, dude, Paul, it's like a hundred bucks. He's like, Well, because I don't want really people buy it right now. I just, I was put it up for, for me, you know, I'm putting it up for my deadline, which is, yeah. which is great. And he's like, so I kept jacking the price up and he's like, I just, someone bought it today at a hundred dollars. And yeah. I, I started to laugh because I was like, yeah. that's, that's really awesome. I just, I just want to say that's really awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just funny. It's just, yeah, it it's really just funny. perspective. And, and, you know, it wasn't that I didn't think the book was going to be good. And honestly, it wasn't that I didn't think the book was worth a hundred bucks. It's just that I wanted to do a traditional Amazon run where, you know, I, I mailed my whole list. And actually, this was the first time I didn't mail my whole list. This was a test and, and we still made a number one bestseller. And that was very, very, very cool. And um, I, I just didn't want, you know, I've got fans who watch me and, and, you know, Amazon does that thing where if you buy from one person and then they have a new book, Amazon emails them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So people were getting updates that the book was coming out, even though I was keeping it quiet. And obviously, it's, it's a pretty good topic. And um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of, you know, guard the audience a little bit. And um, No, that's well, here's why I brought it up. Entrepreneurs, if you're like me and like all of us, we having that deadline, having that oh, it helps. deadline, you know, yeah, it that helps. boss deadline, like Amazon will slap you. I mean, it's yeah. oh, my God, you know, so it really does propel you. And I do love yeah. that. Uh, so let's talk about the new book that we've been keeping the audience quiet on. What is the new book? It's called How to Stream Video Live 2016. And I'll tell you, that number on the book. Mm -hmm. Why'd you do that? Well, that comes back from the Business Podcasting Bible that we were talking about. Because in about 10 years, you know, I'm going to see people emailing me because of this book, saying you don't talk about this, you don't talk about this, you don't talk about this. And by putting the date of the technology on the front cover, mm -hmm. you know, nobody's going to email me in 2026 right. saying I bought your How to Stream Video 2016 book. That makes sense, actually. Because you, you know what I do, though, when I, re when I buy a technology book like that, that I think things will change? I look at the publishing date. Didn't, absolutely. Didn't do that. Absolutely. I do that all the time. Like, oh, it was published. Absolutely. And it's funny. I got a, um, back when I did my podcast book, the 2015 edition, I got a, just a glowing review. It was just the type of review that you couldn't have written yourself, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, you okay, this, amazing, this has got to be one of my customers. This has got to be, you know, one of my friends. So I look up the name. I cross-reference the name in the email lists. I can't find this person. So I try to respond to his comment on Amazon to kind of just figure out who he is, how I know him. And it was funny because it went back and forth. And basically, the, the comment back was, well, Paul, I wanted to know how to podcast. And so I went to Amazon and I typed how to podcast. And you had a book called How to Podcast. And because it was called How to Podcast 2015, and this was when the review came out, I knew it was an up-to-date book. You know, just like you said, like, right. you know, the just problem with Amazon, you can't necessarily flip to the front. You can't flip three or four pages in to see the pub date. Nope. Mm -mm. You know, and so I put it there right on the front cover. 
you know, it's, it's a ton of fun. Now, it kills me because I do this in my book. So I've got YouTube strategies 2014, 2015, 2016, how to podcast 2015, 2016. And it's funny because every once in a while, I'll get an order for a previous version. And I'm not quite sure what that's about. So yeah, even though YouTube strategies 2016 is available, there have been people who've been buying YouTube strategies 2015 this year. Not quite sure what that's about, but that's just the game. And as entrepreneurs know, you know, the more pages you have on Amazon, the better. So um, I'm not necessarily taking them down, but it's, I don't know, if I ever saw a book that had a date on it, the first thing I do to see if there's an updated version, but oh well. So let me ask a question. So someone, and I'm going to, I'm going to move into streaming video real quickly, but someone told me once that having a lot of books on Amazon is like having a little annuity. Yeah. It's like a little, like a little annuity. Just, you know, gives you a little money. Well, the, the money's nice. I, I mean, what, one of my rules, one of my axioms is, is, you know, don't count on the royalty checks, but for goodness sakes, do cash them. Yeah. Uh, you know, and... right. <laughs> Wait, hold on. People don't cash their checks. What are you talking about? I have direct deposit on Amazon, well, direct deposit into my checking account. Boom. Well, yeah, too. But, but, but direct deposit makes it hard. You know, yeah. it doesn't sound as cool when you say it in it public. Does, that's true. That's true. But the thing is even more powerful. Mm-hmm. Is and especially when you do this with self-publishing, you know, I did an event and it was a speaking fee. It was one of those ones where I wasn't allowed to sell, and I knew that, and they paid me a speaking fee fine. And it was funny because the topic was actually about self-publishing. So the event promoter said, Hey Paul, can you know, can we get a copy for everybody in the room? And at the rate they were paying me, and the fact that the guy knew that I could get these things at three dollars a unit. I was assuming that he was saying, you know, bring them with you kind of thing, which was, again, fine at the price and something you can do. But it was funny because as we hang up, he goes, so should I order them all from Amazon or do you want me to put a third at Barnes & Noble, a third at Amazon, a third at Powell's or bring up the charts on all three? And it effectively added another two grand to my speaking fee. Right. Oh, completely. But it also, from a positioning standpoint, the event of the great Peter Diamandis, I don't know if you're familiar with that name, but he's, he's the guy who, who basically brought, well, commercial space flight to the world. Um, he's the guy behind the X Prize, absolutely phenomenal man, thinker, visionary. He was the other speaker. And he's been a hero of mine for a long time. And my book was right next to his on the table. Oh, wow. You, you know, that? and I took that? so many pictures of that, it wasn't even funny. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, I'm right next to Pete Amandis. I went to an event. I went to Social Media Marketing World. We'll get to the book eventually. I went to Social Media Marketing World, and I was sitting next to the social media director for Intel. I'm, I'm out of Portland, Oregon, so that happens a lot. What? Hold on. That two words, social media for Intel, just right there, that makes no sense. Well, yeah, that's a whole other. Uh, Intel, the chip company. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're going to start doing pictures about chips? No, no. I... And so, so, you know, I mean, until inside, you know, they company, few, yeah. yeah, so, and, and I knew her and she knew me and, and it was funny. So, so I pull up my laptop and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing how things are doing on, on Amazon largely because I brought a big box of books with me, you know, and the higher I am up the charts, you know, the more impressive the book giveaway is. And I realized just for that split moment in time, my book was like number three and her book was number four. And it was dumb luck. And this is a gal who, you know, she had done it all the quote unquote right ways. I mean, she'd gotten a, you know, a $10,000 advance for the Korean translation of her book. So, I mean, from a, from a fiscal money-making standpoint, she was definitely doing better than me. But from a positioning standpoint, you were, I, well, the thing was I asked her, I'm just always curious because the industry's changed a lot. And I asked her, I said, Hey, how many copies of your book did your publisher give you to bring? Hmm, what'd you say? It's curious. Two, two, what? Two. And this was a big, this was a big event. And, and as she said, how many do you have? And I go, well, I brought a box of 50. Why would she only bring two? That doesn't even make sense. 
Well, that was just that, that was what the that was what the publisher gave her. Uh-huh. And she wasn't thinking of the book as a business card. Right. Which is how you and I think. I mean, books exactly. are business cards. Books so, are business cards. Who wants a business card versus a book? You want my business card or you want my book? I want exactly. Book. And I once worked for, you know, and the, the books are about, it's about $3 a unit um, when you do the print on demand. And I worked for, back in 2000, I worked for a high flutin consulting firm and we had these specialty cut gold inlaid business cards, you know. And and our boss was like, use them when you can, but please don't drop them in the you know free sandwich at Subway because these cost us about a buck seven each. You know, so basically three times the price of a fancy business card. I got a freaking book. You know that leads to the ability to do things like give them away and have people buy them and and that kind of stuff. So so th- th- they're annuities. That's definitely part of it. But they're but they're conversation starters. They're foot in the doors. They are all sorts of things. And this book actually, funny enough, I um. Got the idea for this book mm-hmm. at Social Media Marketing World 2016. Okay. Which book? How to Stream Video Live? How to Stream Video Live 2016. I got the idea okay. for that at Social Media Marketing World. I realized there was no text. There was no volume. And, and people, weren't, people weren't thinking about the big picture. They were thinking about this tech versus this tech. They, were, they yeah. weren't thinking of the big picture. They don't think of the big strategy. What's yep. the point? Like the, the, yep. the woman who had two books. I'm just curious, before you move on to that, what was her strategy to have two books there and not 50? It was a lack of a strategy. It's not that she's not a smart person. It's just that she probably went to her publisher and they probably said, where, where are all the places you're speaking? And she probably gave him a list and she probably said, oh, let me give you two books to take with you to this event. Huh. Okay. You, you, right. you know, I, I mean, I've had, had books ask. published. You know, yeah. I had a couple published by Pearson and that was the type. <laughs> my first book by Pearson, Heather, this is so funny. My editor calls me. It's out. It's ready to go. And she goes, hey, I want to let you know, Paul, that, you know, as an author of this book, I can get you copies of the book at 30% off. And I said, well, wait a minute, I just have to buy a case. And this was a big $50, 1,200 page, you know, tech nerd manual. And I told her, I said, well, Amazon, they're 40% off, and I only have to buy one at a time. And she says, and I quote, Heather, yeah, we can't compete with them. (laughs) Really? Are you serious? Yes. And this is Pearson Education. This is one of the biggest book publishers in the entire world. And you're the author. Yes. And the sole author wasn't like it was co, you know. So, so the industry, the, the traditional publishing industry just thinks very, very differently yeah, that's true. than somebody who has a book, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but anyway, so I'm at Social Media Marketing World 2016. I'm thinking about this book and it's funny, th- this event, it's a great event. I really recommend it. And it's really funny because every year I've gone for the last four years, every year I give the event about a B mm-hmm. when it's over. <laughs> okay. And this has happened every year. Then I go to my room. Mm-hmm. And then I order a meal. And then something on Twitter goes, oh, there's an impromptu party downstairs in the hotel bar. And I go, and it's happened for four years in a row. I should just begin to predict it. So I go downstairs, and the best networking of the entire weekend happens that night after the event is officially over. Of course, yeah. Well, that was having a big seminar. I never yep. went to a big seminar. I actually went in the room. I'd hang out at the bar. Exactly. Right? And, I exactly. mean, I hung out with you. Yeah. I hung out with Armin, you know, Craig exactly. Perrine. And so this guy comes up one. to me. And he says, hey, I loved your presentation. Oh, well, what'd you like about it? He said, he said um, you know, well, you do that thing where, you know, one of the things I do, and I almost corrected you at the beginning of this, is, is I don't tell you where my Twitter account is. Go ahead, ask me. Say, say, Paul, what's your Twitter ID? What's your Twitter ID, Paul? You can find me at paulcolligan.com forward slash Twitter. Mm, Go yes. ahead, ask me what my Facebook ID is. What's your Facebook ID? I can, you can find me at paulcolligan.com forward slash Facebook. Ah. Slash Instagram, slash everything else. Because the marketing's me. Not, you know, all these people get up and, and they market Twitter. No, 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 no. Market yourself. Market Especially yourself. Especially as an entrepreneur. Nobody I else actually, is going to. I actually have Heather on LinkedIn.com. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, Facebook on Heather. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad idea either, you know? So the guy says, the guy says, I love that approach. I go, well, thanks. He goes, yeah, we're going to start using it internally. I go, well, what do you guys do? He goes, well, we are the holding company that owns the .live domain name. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And I go, okay, that's interesting. That's very interesting. And he goes, yeah, yeah, we might want to partner with you in this book in some way. Sweet. How'd that go? Well, you notice the book is now called, uh, go ahead and ask me what the web address for the book is. Paul, what's the web address for the book? I feel like I should be Vanna White here right. for a second. Okay, Paul, what's the website for the book? Am I doing a good job? How to stream video dot live. How to stream video dot live. Okay, yep. do you own that URL? Do you partner, you partner yep. with them? Okay. I own that. And um, anybody who registers the book, we've got different couponing options to get a dot live domain cheap. And I'm, I'm literally partnering with them. And there's an affiliate situation there, you know, and these are all the things that you couldn't necessarily do if you were doing a book with somebody else. So yes, there's annuities, mm -hmm. but yes, there's credibility. Yes, there's bring a bunch of these with you on the plane. You know, yes, you know, but then there's these partnering opportunities and there's just so many benefits from doing your own book uh, versus doing a book for somebody else. Now, if somebody comes to me and offers me a million to, to, to write, a, you know, fine, great. You know, but then it's a work for hire job. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd still do my own stuff. But doing your own books is smart, smart way to do things. And here's the other funny thing. So I, I don't have the real numbers on the how to stream video book yet, because it's only been out for literally a week. But my podcast book mm -hmm. is about podcasting, a very tech nerdy kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's available wherever fine books are sold. So you can find it in all the bookstores and all the, you know, all the whatnot. But the paperback edition of the book, which is 15 bucks. Yeah outsells the Kindle version, which really? is three. And we're talking like three to four to one here. Why is that? That's interesting. So your paperback, which is three times the price or four times My the price. My $15 paper, five times the price. My Why? $15 paperback plus shipping, if it's not a Prime member, outsells the Kindle edition. Now I've tried, now of course a good marketer would of course try different versions, different prices for Kindle. And and, and the $2.99 is perfect because it's just, it's it's the impulse, you know, yeah, it's, it's the impulse buy. But what it is, is people love books. They want to take the book. They want to open it up. They want to make marks. They want to fold it down. They want to put it in their library. You know, they, they want to do these things with the book. Mm -hmm. You know, I did an event. Actually, it was one of the social media marketing worlds. I actually gave everybody in the room a digital copy of the book. It was like the opt-in strategy from the stage. And one person said, I'd love the digital version, but is it available in the bookstore? Can I go? And the event has a bookstore. Can I go buy a copy of the bookstore right now? I'm like, Yeah. You know, so this person gave away a free copy of the book digitally, and she knew Kindle. You know, wasn't a dummy or anything, but just liked the paperback book. And so definitely, definitely, definitely did the paperback book. People love it, and it's just something you want to make part of your strategy. By the way, I'm checking out your website, howtostreamvideo.live, which is very cool, by the way. It's a very cool site. Now, it looks like it's, pa it looks like it's um, hard copy. Is it not? Is it hard copy or paperback? The, the, that, that picture is. We have both. Yeah, 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 both. Okay. And of course, that picture is a Fiverr student who you pay him five bucks and they give you 20 different versions of the book. So that picture was made, you know, six months before the physical. I actually saw the first physical version yesterday got, came in the mail. So, so I, so I got to ask about streaming live video, right? Because we're on the, been on the probably the topic. Yes. Yeah. I, no, it's reason for me. It's for me. I am being selfish, selfish podcaster right now. So there's been a little tweak now. I've heard that you can't do Google Hangouts anymore or live or whatnot. So what's the, what's the big thing? I know Google's done some changes. YouTube's done some changes. How do you broadcast or how do you stream video live now? What's the new way 
Is it Facebook Live? Just like tell me. Tell me. Well, 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 well let's let's divide all these up. All okay. Right, cool. So um, many, and right? I'll, I'll give you the facts. I'll give you some um, real world experience and 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 workings and goings on, and then I'll give you um, a little bit of prognostication as to where I think the future is going. Perfect. Let's do that. Perfect. Okay. Fact. Back. If anybody, if anybody listening is familiar with what Google Hangouts used to be, mm-hmm. there used to be a website where Hangouts, I think it was hangouts.google.com or something, where you, where you'd initiate the Hangout. Yeah. And it had all the tools and and it had all the issues. That has gone away. And now the way to do a Google Hangout is you have to uh, set it up through YouTube Live. Mm, okay. Okay. So that's the facts. Now, real world. There's a show called This Week in Science with a gal named uh, Kirsten Sanford. She's absolutely one of my favorites. And uh, she recently moved to Portland. And she has been doing her show on Google Hangouts now for the last five, you know, since Google Hangouts came out. Oh, wow. Okay. And so um, it was neat because we, we did an event this weekend. I asked her, I said, hey, has the new system, what has changed, you know, other than the login space? And this is a guy, you know, this is the guy who does lower thirds and she yeah. has yeah. Uh, her co-host are in different locations. She said nothing that she uses has changed. A couple of the things have gone away, but none of the things that she uses have changed, which is really cool. She says it feels a little bit more sturdy, but mm-hmm. she can't tell. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Hangouts has always been a little bit notorious for lip syncing and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's never been that stable. I mean, I exactly. have experience of being dropped off and exactly. someone's talking. You can't, they're like, you know, stuck in some weird position. Yep. <laughs> like that. So, so those, those are the facts. Now let's go into a little bit of theory, and a little bit of prognostication. Okay. okay. I believe that the Hangouts engine mm-hmm. and the YouTube Live engine are not the same engine. Now, Google has neither confirmed nor denied that. I believe that the Hangouts engine is an engine that hits on top of YouTube. Now, all those things you said about Hangouts being unstable and wonky and funky and all this stuff, I mean, technically what they pulled off is absolutely amazing. It still amazes me that we can take a couple of browsers and be in three different areas of the world and have a conversation. I mean, that's still, that's still mind-blowing. Yeah, it really is. You know, but it's just not as stable as is YouTube Live. I've done you know, events. I've done streaming events you know, where we've generated millions of dollars. And, you know, you want something that's rock stable. And YouTube Live is rock, I don't even know if that's the right term there, but you want something that's just rock steady, you know, completely stable. And YouTube Live has always been completely stable. So today, I would recommend heartily that you don't use Hangouts because um, YouTube Live is just that much more stable. However, why would they bring it into YouTube Live if not to maybe merge it? You know, you just asked me about Facebook. Facebook Live is tremendous. What they've got right now is amazing, and yeah. it's mind-blowing. And it's mind-blowing not just technically, but socially and marketing, which I talk about in the book, but we can definitely chat about that in a second. YouTube has got to have a live strategy, and Hangouts is not enough. So if YouTube were to come out and say, all the power of Hangouts with the stability of YouTube Live, then they're going to have themselves a winner, Heather. And it's the only path that I can see that makes sense because they certainly they can't even buy Facebook anymore. You know, I, I mean, they don't have a real decent live strategy at all, especially compared to the other guys. So my prediction is this implementation will happen. They'll work out the bugs and then you'll soon see it jump over to that platform and then we'll, we'll all be better for it. So, but here's a question. So if I do YouTube live broadcast, how do I invite you, someone I'm interviewing on there? 
is it different? Do you log? So you log into YouTube versus Google, right? So you log into YouTube and then you go into live broadcast. This is a really question I've had because I, I figured out I had a way to do live broadcast. Like, oh, click on this, go, bing, you're live broadcasting. But I'm like, okay, what if I want to invite somebody? Yeah, you have to use it. You have to use a third party tool. Oh, okay. What's that? Um, and there is a. Let me see if that link is still live. There's a company called Wirecast that has a nice tool that I use that has a greatly discounted version. Yeah, okay. If you go to paulcolligan.com forward slash Wirecast, W-I-R-E-C-A-S-T, you will see that they have a product called Wirecast Play 6 Basic, which only works with YouTube Live, but it does work with YouTube Live. And what that does is that will let you, you know, basically you can stream your desktop to YouTube Live. And what you can do is you can bring in Skype or something like that. Uh, bringing in somebody third par- party is just is just a bit more complicated and uh, takes a bit more work. But you know, stability is 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 the trade off for it. So you need to bring in a third party tool at this point to bring in somebody externally. Okay. Wirecast is my favorite, but um, there's also open source software called OBS, Open Broadcasting System, or something like that. Look it up. Just do open source stream YouTube. You'll find it. And there is. Another one that'll come to me in a second. Uh, there are a couple of options, but yeah, to do YouTube Live, you need a third-party piece of software. Okay, so then the next question is because you know I use Webinar Jam, right? So Webinar Jam, I know what I got, <laughs> like right now Alex Mendozian, right? I watch his show, and I'm like trying to figure out what he's doing because here's what's interesting. So I'm subscribed to a bunch of people on on YouTube, like most people are. We're subs- quote unquote subscribed, but for some reason, when Alex Mendozian, which I'm giving him a plug, all right, not when he uploads a video. When he does a broadcast live, I freaking get a notification, like a text on my phone. Now, no other video, no other uh, subscribe channel on my part of do I get that. For some reason, his, I literally get this big, huge notification that Alex is live. I'm like, how is he doing that? Well, well Alex has always been king of, uh, of SMS messaging. He's always done a really, really good job with that. Um, YouTube's giving it to me. YouTube is saying, hey... Via YouTube, this channel, Alex Mendozian, is live. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sure. There are several things. I don't think it's a, a general feature of Webinar Jam. Um, yeah. I think it's something external that Alex has been doing. And, and I think, of course, one of the easy ways to tell that is because Alex is the only one doing it, you know, yeah, and not know. everyone else. Kind of else. Thing. Like, I don't get any, like, Paul yeah. Mulligan's live. It's like, yeah. Alex is live. That's all I get. It's really interesting. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about it. No worries. So how do you use, like, st- let's go strategy then. What's the future of streaming live? Well, here, here's the funny thing, okay? I initially got really frustrated with the whole live streaming space. And here's why. When I am in a groove and I'm making something, I'm producing something, and then my phone texts and it says, Heather's live right now, go watch. That has always felt to me to be A, a little bit anti-productive, but B, a little bit arrogant. You know, this comes from the podcast guy who, you know, I've been saying for the last 10 years, whenever you want, however you want, on whatever device you want. Yeah. And, and now the future is right now. Now, 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 now. You know, that doesn't sound very accommodating. So that was one of the things about live video that always made me kind of not anti it, but just hesitant towards it. Well, here's the thing that I realized. Mm-hmm. Different people like different things different ways. You know, we laughed, we laughed at the beginning of this. There are people who bought, 100, who bought my book for 100 bucks. Why? Because they know me, they like me, they trust me, and they want to take action right now at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I give Paul the 100 bucks. 
you know, now the funny thing is the whole Amazon pricing model will have to, you know, it, it, that actually messed things up a little bit. But there are people who, who know, like, and trust you, you know, who want to act right now. There are people who the second Heather goes live, I wonder what Heather's doing. Yeah. And they'll stop everything to do it. Like, basically. yeah. And you want to appeal to that. You want to appeal to that audience. The thing is, I have that audience. I, I've tested going live at different times and there are just some customers and, and, and I bet you they're listening to this right now. And you know who you are. The second I go live, they're going to pop up and it's the same ones. So part of it is if 10 years ago, I was truly preaching any device, any place, anywhere, any style, then live is definitely one of those. Hmm. But here's the math, Heather. Here's the math. Here's the yeah. secret sauce. Ooh, tell me secret sauce. Tell okay? us. Here's the thing. You have to create it at some point. Okay. You know, the space-time continuum dictates that we have to create our content at some point. It's true. So we might as well create it live. That's a good point. See, you and I set up this call, and you and I are the only two people on the call, and we're having a blast, and people are going to hear the recording of this. But why in the heck wouldn't we have just set this up to let know the special Heather Insider that, um, you know, hey, I'm going live with Paul at 1215 on this Thursday. And if you want to listen to the live recording and maybe catch what doesn't make it into the final edit or ask him a question, go ahead and join me live. How much extra time once you got the system in place would that take you? Not much. I've actually exactly. thought about that. So that's the power. Yeah. That's the power of live video is create it live and then distribute it however the heck you want to. Redistribution. Yep. I got a call. So I have, I have three books. I have my podcast book, I have my YouTube book, and I have my live streaming video book. And the, the YouTube book, honestly, I don't think I've ever admitted this in public, started as a exercise in what can I pull off on Amazon Kindle? It's not necessarily my heart. And so, I mean, I, I, I research, I do my stuff, but it's not necessarily my, my, my passion. Yet I get calls all the time to speak at, at YouTube events. So I got a call for a YouTube event. Actually, not a YouTube event. There's an event called Vid Summit. And Daryl asked me to speak. And, and Daryl's brilliant. And Daryl's the guy. Have you seen the, um, the Squatty Potty commercial, the one with the unicorn <laughs> that poops? That po you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I, the yes. Daryl is the guy behind the Squatty Potty um, um, rainbow sherbet pooping unicorn commercial. Okay. And um, Daryl says, hey, I want you to speak at this event. You know, I'm like, hey, Daryl. I'm actually kind of trying to shy away from the, the YouTube stuff and really focus on, on the podcast and live stuff. He said, well, that's good, because what I want you to talk about is how all this stuff comes together. And that's the secrets here. All of this stuff is coming together. If you're writing a book, mm -hmm. what about dictating it live? And what about dictating it live in front of an audience? Which is how Alex and I did the Business Podcasting Bible back in the day. You know, you said you've been on three interviews today. What if you just had a schedule, a special group? You know, everybody, you know, reach out to Heather now on social. And, and you know, if you think that when she goes live, you'd love to join her, there's a certain group who will. And the arrogance is not in going live. The arrogance is in only making it available live. So what you want is you want a strategy that when you go live on whatever platform you go live on, you just go one, you know, here's the deal. Go on the one with the most amount of people watching you. Which is what? What do you think? Well, it depends what you're using. You know, if you're, if you're one of these 23-year-olds who's, who's, you know, got a dedicated Periscope following, then, then you know, enjoy the heck out of Periscope. Um, let's talk about Facebook next. For a majority of you, it's going to be Facebook. Yeah, but I, you can't do interviews on Facebook, Facebook Live. Well, that, remember that wire? That I know of. Remember that Wirecast thing? Yeah. Yeah. No you, kidding. You can do interviews with Wirecast, yeah. And um, you need to, you need to, I mean, it's, it's not an easy setup. It's, it's a more complex setup. But yeah, yeah, you can do that. Uh, do, you, do you know Brendan Burchard? Do you know Brendan yes, Burchard? Of course. Okay, so Brendan, Brendan, look him up for the for the three people left on the planet who don't know Brendan. <laughs> I know, right? If you um, don't know who he is, I'm not sure to tell you. You know, when when this Wirecast software updated itself and made it available on Facebook, we went live. 
to see what would happen. And then after the course of an hour, we had about 25,000 people watching his show. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm doing it right now. So. Holy uh, cow. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about Facebook, shall we? Have yeah, a... let's talk about Facebook. I'm like right okay. now, like, okay, I got to go. <laughs> so, I'm so, like, I'm so, doing this now. This is Here's crazy. the thing, Heather. Okay. okay. Talk to me. Talk Some to me. dirty secrets. Now, 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 you are young. So I know you only read about this, you know, in the in the history books. But there don't used to be a thing me. called record stores. Okay, okay, don't flatter me. I remember record stores. <laughs> Stop it. We, we would go to record stores and we would flip through the albums. Yeah, I remember and, that. Flip, flip, flip. You know, and, and the really cool record stores would let us play. And then the guy at the store would be recommended and he'd play stuff and, and, and you'd learn stuff. That was called discovery. Okay. okay. Yeah, makes sense. Back in the old days of TV, I'm sure you've seen videos of this. But there was this thing called a channel knob, and you would turn the knob and you would flip through the channels. And that was later re replaced by a remote where you'd go up and down through the channels. But you'd kind of go through TV trying to find something that interested you. Mm -hmm. That was called discovery. Now, if you really want to get in the old-fashioned days, Heather, there, there used to be this thing called a bookstore, okay? And imagine Amazon physical, okay? And, and, and they're doing would, that right now. You know, they're but Yeah, yeah, there's that, that thing. Okay. We'll, we'll see where that goes. But, you know, you used to go to a bookstore and you used to have all these books next to each other and you'd feel and you'd touch and you'd look and you'd examine and you'd do all these things. That was called discovery, okay? okay. Here's the problem with media today. There is no discovery. God, that's so true. I used to literally, I have to say this, Paul, I used to go to the bookstore and I'd be there for hours. I yeah. loved that. Exactly, exactly. That. And, and, and somebody that. listening, you know, used to go to the record store, used yeah. to go, to, you know, to wherever. Discovery has mostly disappeared from the internet age. It's, it's gone to push. Now we have some, you know, if you like this book, you might like this book. And there are some elements of discovery, but largely discovery is dead. That's true. Okay. Yeah. And so the thing is, let's say you blow $25,000 and build a studio worthy of Heather. Okay. It's beautiful. And, you know, you get a TriCaster, which is, that was the other system I was trying to remember. TriCaster, which is a, a dedicated, you know, media system built for this kind of stuff. You got green screens, you got remote, you're bringing in people, you know, you look like the freaking NBC Evening News, okay? You go on YouTube Live and you stream and all of your fans mm -hmm. will find you because you'll push to them or you'll email them or something like that. But then we're done. Nobody's going to stumble across Heather. Now, Heather will be a smart, Heather will be a smart social media marketer and she'll say, she'll say, hey. Um, you should tell your friends about this on social. And if you will, your biggest fans will. So they'll open up a Twitter panel or they'll do this or something and they'll, and they'll tell their friends. But here's the thing, Heather. On Facebook, mm -hmm. if they're watching you live and they give you a like, you know what happens? Hmm. All of their friends just found out that they liked Heather. Really? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. And if a friend of one of Heather's fans watches Heather and she clicks like, the friend of a friend of Heather's fan. You know what we have on Facebook, Heather? Huh. We have discoverability. Oh, that's okay. so... Okay, guys, I'm just like really silent over here because I'm taking <laughs> notes. Because this is really powerful. I had no idea. And yep. no Brandon Burchard's Facebook went to 25,000. That's yep. really Oh, high. it's crazy. It's so, crazy. Are so, you saying... Pull back for just a second. Are you going to go deeper? Just stop for a second. Three, three elements, right? You got Facebook Live with YouTube broadcast with... What's the third element then? Well, no, 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 no. You just nope, do. You, okay. We're talking Facebook Live right now. Just That's all Facebook we're talking Live. about. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Sorry. Now remember, Brendan has 4.5 million Facebook followers. Oh, that's only a few. 
So so fifteen thousand is a percentage of that. So do that percentage, you know, do that percentage yourself for for your followers, and 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 you can see what is what is potentially possible. But where you have to go with this is you have to realize now that discoverability becomes a real thing. So let me let me give you a almost terrifying example of this. Oh, okay. So there was a product, mutual friend Jim Edwards. Remember Jim? Yes. Okay, I adore Jim. Jim is one of my favorite people in the world. And Jim came out with a product called the Interview Wizard, which is fantastic, that we modified. We did a special version called the Podcast Interview Wizard. And uh, Jim and I did a couple of just old school go-to webinar webinars about this thing. And it was so much fun. And we sold a bunch. And because of Jim, because I adore Jim so much, I probably overmarketed the thing, to be really honest. Okay? I probably really, really just, my list was pretty sick of it. <laughs> I like Jim, though. He's a cool guy. Oh, yeah, exactly. Jim's worth it. So I find out that Wirecast, which is the streaming software that I was used to using on YouTube, I basically got an email that said, hey, if you upgrade for 99 bucks, you can go on Facebook, too. I'm like, huh? The, the tool I know, the, the, the setup I've already got going, I can click a button, go to Facebook. So I obviously did the upgrade. So I go there, and I, I maybe hadn't even showered. You know how the entrepreneurial life is. And so you know, I, I said, get away well, with that, by the way. Girls can't. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm like, let's test this. And on my desktop was the hour and 30-minute webinar I had done with, with Jim. Okay. And I'm like, okay, let's try this. Just see how long. Like, I didn't know how long Facebook lets you go. I didn't know anything. So I just, you know, double-clicked broadcast, and I broad rebroadcasted this webinar that I had done with me and Jim just to see how long it would go. And it went the full 90 minutes. Wow. Okay. And but here's the funny thing. About five minutes after it was over and I had turned it off, my phone started buzzing, okay? Okay. I had made four additional sales of the product. And not a huge deal. It was a $200 product. My affiliate was was 100. I'm not going to retire on this 400 bucks, but I made 400 bucks by right. clicking a button. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. This is really interesting. So I contacted the four people that I sold it to, that, that I sold it to independently. I said, "Hey, I'm just curious why you bought." Okay? Okay. Two of the people had claimed they had never seen an email about this from me. <laughs> now, we know about email deliverability. Yeah, we know all these things. So definitely, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, it's hard. One person claimed that they had seen the emails but never got around to watching it, and they just happened to be on Facebook, discoverability, when the thing was live and they watched. Okay, that makes sense. Fourth person, Heather, mm -hmm. had no idea who I was. Somebody had just linked to it, liked it. They'd found it in their own thing, and they bought they bought the product. <laughs> Who are you, Paul? What I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Oh, 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 oh you're that guy next to the funny guy that was on the video that I watched on the Facebook, you know. And so this is discoverability. So this is Facebook. So the thing is, nobody else has this. There's no discoverability on YouTube, Heather. And as much as the Twitter guys want to think we have discoverability, we don't. Twitter is not Twitter's not a destination. Twitter is a platform. Facebook is a destination. Yeah, it really. And is. discoverability about Facebook, I mean, I'm I'm betting all my cards there. So, you know, back to 10 minutes ago, go live on Facebook, but then for goodness sakes, take that recording, make the podcast. Take that recording, make the YouTube video. If you have a following on Vimeo, a weird, but if you do, put it on Vimeo. You know, create the content at one place and put it everywhere, which, you know, used to be called repurposing. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, you know, it's had a thousand different names, but what you do is you go live because some people want it. And it's funny, you didn't intend on this, but to go full circle on this interview here, if you know 
you know, if you get up Monday morning and in your mind you think, I have to do a podcast sometime this week, your chance of completion is maybe 30%. Oh, but if you set a date and time on Tuesday at 2 o'clock, you better, and people are showing up and they're clicking. Bingo. Oh, man, I've had that with webinars. You're like, I don't want to do this. Bingo. I only have 100 registry, registers. They're all, they're all dinging on. Ding, 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 ding. Yep. You're like, uh, yep. hello. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's a so, whole so, other so, world. But let yep. me, let me, because I'm blonde, you know, you got to. You got to dummy down for me, Paul. So, okay, let's 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 talk about this podcast right now. Right, we're doing live. We're not doing live. We're we're pre-recording. Okay, we're pre-recording, and once right. it goes live, I'm putting. But the it funny on. thing is, you and I are live. Yeah, we're live. So, how... so this is live. We're just not broadcasting it live. We, we have right. all the benefits of, or, or we have all the effort of live with none of the benefits. Okay, so how would I? Let's say I want to take your on your advice and go. Okay, let's do this. Let's start doing this live every Tuesday at two o'clock. I interview somebody and at the same time use you know push it onto all the different platforms via podcast. What would that look like? What's the technology? What was that? Look like? uh, depends. You know, depends on how much money you want to spend. Depends on what you want to do. It could be anything from all out. Let's go all out. Yeah, let's right? go all but, out. You buy yourself a TriCaster. Okay. And you um, set up the interview by by Skype. And you record that as a different channel, and you mix it like it was the evening news. Do we do video? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys. So You'd we'll warn me, so I'd, I'd I'd wear a you know a better T-shirt, but um. Okay, so TriCaster with Skype, which we're already on Skype. You and I are on right. Skype. That's what yep. this looks like right now. We're talking yep. on Skype, yep. right? So it would be a video. Now, yep. what's a TriCaster? TriCaster is a software slash hardware combination that is designed specifically for web video. So that would be Wirecast. No, no, no. TriCaster would be a competitor to Wirecast. Wirecast is a piece of software that you can put on your existing computer to do video broadcasting for. It's not as powerful as TriCaster, but it doesn't require a brand new piece of hardware. Wow. You can get in. You can get in on Wirecast for under five hundred bucks. You got to have a um, machine that's ready for it. TriCaster, you're around the five thousand dollar range. Oh yeah, I'm looking online here. Damn. Okay, this is what they're doing. So what does this do, TriCaster? I control it. It's a different piece of software. It goes in. But does it, where is it pushing to? Where is it? Wherever you want it to. There's, there's just a checkbox that says put it on YouTube, put it on Facebook, put it on these different places. Um, um, it's just meant for live internet video. Wow. Yeah, this thing is – yeah, okay. I see it's about yeah. 4,000, 5,000. Yeah. New network TriCaster Mini 40 control service. Does that sound right? Yep. Okay. You know, yeah, so that, that's know. the high end, low end. Yeah. You know, paulcolgan.com slash Wirecast, which I, 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 there's no affiliate there. It's just, it's really hard to find the free version because surprise, surprise, they don't really want to make the free version that well known. You know, you could take a second screen on your desktop. You could do our videos side by side in Wirecast and Skype, and you could broadcast that. Oh, wow. And then you can put it on YouTube. So just now while we're yep. sitting here chatting, I got a little ding. Okay. And I, I turn off a lot of my notifications. I don't get very many notifications and I just got one. Watch YouTube from YouTube. Watch live now. Alex Mendozian. How to da 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 da. Mike, how did he do that? <laughs> there we go. Forward that to me. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. We'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I just think it's interesting because to me, I'm like, I want that. Every time we go live, like, you know, watch live now. Heather Havenwood interviewing Paul Culligan on how to stream live. The ding, you know? Yep. Yep. And I know he's repurposing that, of course, right? So I'm sure yep. he's just creating it and then repurposing it later. So, okay. So we've been on. The interview for about 50 minutes. So I want to, you know, wrap it up because we could talk forever. So let's just wrap it up with your new book and kind of hone it in. If someone wants to get started, 
on all this. I don't even, I don't even know where to, uh, what to ask. But wrap it up. How can how can people get started on live casting or streaming live or where do they start or how do they do? What? You know, pick up the book for three bucks. Yeah, there you go. And start, but read through the theory. I know I, I am waiting for the reviews because, you know, I'm going to pull this open right here. So uh, chapter, um, well, get the book A, B, register it. This stuff changes a lot. So as things change, I will update you for, for the course of the year. So I have a chapter called Getting to Live in Five Minutes or Less that basically says, step one, download the app of your choice. Step two, get an account. Step three, go live. Step four, say something. <laughs> you know, is, is, is basically, basically what it is. Then the rest of the book is a quick history, how does it all fit together, looking at live media today, asking for the next step, you, you know, that kind of stuff, um, promoting live events, should you pay, what about interactivity? And then I've actually got Luria Petrucci, who used to be known as Callie Lewis, a geek beat, geek brief. She's um, absolutely fantastic. She writes a couple of pieces about the kinds of live streaming. What do you do? She talks about um, what do you do if you don't like yourself on camera, that kind of thing. I got a chapter on what do you do with the footage? And then we talk about some strategies. Then we talk about all the different platforms, the software, the hardware. And, um, you know, then a couple of supplemental things. Basically, this is the big strategy. This is what you go in with. Just start doing it. I'll register the book because when things change, I'll let you know. And then when the 2017 version comes out, I'll make sure you're able to get that at a really good price. That's the path you take. Do you need the book? No. Um, it's just a, a, a gateway to start you in, in the right, right direction. Big thing is do go in with a plan. Do go in with a strategy. You know, nothing is more exciting than, hey, I'm here on camera to see what this is about and if anybody cares. You know, you know, figure things out on your own time. Go, go in with a strategy, go in with a plan, and then just gauge whether or not you're doing a good job with the strategy and the plan. You know, I wanted to ask you a quick question about this. That's great to, to wrap up. I remember my first few Facebook Live videos, I just was focused on creating content, like, yeah. and then get off, okay? Yeah. And I noticed at the end, like a little comments, people were upset, like, why didn't you talk to us? <laughs> you know, I'm like... I, I didn't know I was supposed to talk to you. So the next time I'm like, hi, Paul, thanks for being here. Okay. Hi, Jim, Joe, Jim, you're Mary. Yeah. So I would try to integrate that, but it was more challenging for me because I really want to focus on the content. Here's what I'm thinking. Point yeah. Well, and, and I actually hey. chat about that in, in one of the chapters, yeah. you know, here's the thing. Uh -huh. I understand that Bob wants Heather to give Bob a shout out. I know. You know, and, and another thing that I'm sure you only heard about in the history books, there was an old show called Romper Room. <laughs> no, I never heard of that. And at the end of, it was a public access kind of thing. And at the end of Romper Room, the, the gal would come out and she'd look at the magic mirror. And it was a kid's after school show. And she'd look at the magic mirror and she'd go, I see Bobby and Linda and oh. Frankie and Becky. And, and you know, all over the country, kids were going, oh, she sees me, she sees me. You know, and um, we, we want that acknowledgement. But here's the thing. If Paul is watching Heather give a shout out to Linda, it doesn't serve Paul. It doesn't, you know, and you got it, you know, and the thing is people want interactivity and there are times when interactivity makes sense. And in the book I chat about uh, Tim Ferriss does a really good Q&A show where interactivity is a huge part of it. If you're going to be interactive, think about it, just strategize for it. One thing you can do is the interactive sandwich. And what you do is let's say you're going to record a, let's say you're going to do an hour segment with Paul. Okay. Yeah. So we started at 12, 15. What you could do is you could go live at 12, interact with the audience for 15 minutes then do the segment with me. And then at the end, once we're done, go back to interacting with the audience. 
Okay. You know, but there's nothing more boring than, I mean, who wants to listen to a podcast where, where Paul goes, hey, thanks, Frank, for recommending that beer. You know, I mean, it just doesn't matter. You know, and you want to think about the content, you want to think about serving your audience. And, and, and it, it's a mass medium. You can call them out if it's one-on-one, but if it's, it's one-to-many, think it's no, Thanks for saying that because I felt like, oh, do I need to do that? But I, th- I like your idea. And I've, I've seen that before and other people at the beginning, they'll go, hi, Jim. Hi, hi Jerry. Hi, Paul. Thanks for being here. Okay, we're going to get started. And so they'll call out a few people, yep. right? but then they just, okay, that's, you know, I can't say them all. So I got to go, let's get yep. started. And then you focus at the end. And I, I agree with that. So, and I think it's annoying for me myself, if I'm listening and they don't call me out, like, why did they call me out? So that's what happens. People exactly. Yeah. About yeah. That. Like, well, I'm not, I'm not good enough. You know, so it's just stupid. So thank you for this. This is a ton of information. I hope you guys are uh, worn out of writing or texting or whatever you're doing to get this information in. Go check out Paul at paulculligan.com as well as forward slash Wirecast, forward slash Twitter, forward slash Facebook. Did I forget any? That's it. Right? Uh, you know, the cool thing is you just set up the pattern. Now those who are going, I wonder if Paul's on Instagram. They're going to check paulculligan.com slash Instagram. Instagram. Well, you are on Instagram. You know, and um, so, yeah, so it, it works. And I did the part. I branded me, not the tech. Yep, that's very true. Well, this has been very helpful for me. This is one of those shows that I got to learn something a lot, and I'm taking notes and um, should have paid you for it. So <laughs> thank you for coming on The Win with Heather Havenwood. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood on Renegade Nation. Uh, check us out on iHeartRadio and iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks so much, guys. This is Heather Havenwood. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200 and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. For outside the USA, text SEXY to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Text SEXY to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Long distance charges may apply. Heather wants to hear from you. Questions you want answered on the show. Comments, interview requests. Email media at sexybossinc.com or leave a private voicemail. 51 Boss is me. Again, the number is 512-677-4763. Check out all of Heather's sites. Heatherhavenwood.com Sexybossinc.com E2Lab.com DatingTriggers.com This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.